you will put the spotlight on yourself because you understand that you have a big mission to do. What's shaking? Welcome back to All In with Rick Jordan. I'm here today with a friend of mine and a freaking genius in branding, Ray Perez. What's shaking, brother? What's going on, Rick? Just excited to be here, man. Thank you for inviting me to be on the show. Dude, this is I'm really pumped because you and I share uh, like a spiritual connection, I feel. But then you also have this incredible knowledge in branding, in personal branding specifically. And that's where I really want to like draw the line right off the bat, if that's cool. Differences and benefits of personal branding versus business branding. Well, I think we need to clarify that there is a big distinction between building a personal brand and building yourself as a person into your business brand. I'm going to say that again. Yeah, please. I'm, dude, because, I, I'm like ready to drop a mic right now because that's yeah, huge. I, I don't. I think if you invited a, someone else to, to talk about personal branding, they would literally just talk about you being involved in the brand of your business. And for me personally, I really dive into personal branding as an individual. And yes, we connect elements of your set, quote unquote, businesses or what it is that you do in the world, but there is a difference between building your personal brand opposed to building yourself into your business brand, which is what I believe most entrepreneurs actually do, and they miss the, 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 the point of personal branding. They actually they just add themselves to their website, and they think, I built a personal brand. And it's very rare that I find other people like yourself that have figured out, wait a second, this isn't about my business. This is actually about me because the reason I have a successful business is because people build a relationship with me. They like, know, and trust me. They refer me, they introduce me to the other people, they promote me, and therefore I have a successful business. So if I focus on building who I am in the world, Therefore, I will attract more to my business. And I think that is a huge distinction that most entrepreneurs are not even remotely close to understanding. Dude, that's huge. And uh, I'm right on board there with you. You know, we share some very similar perspectives on this. And today, just on another show that I was recording, you know, one of my one of my guests went to my Instagram, you know, so they see the hundred and something thousand followers. And then they see my, I just modified my bio a little bit ago and it says cybersecurity, no BS, uh, and inspiration. You know, it's just those three things, like the reasons to follow me. Right. And she goes, cybersecurity. That's great. That's so funny. And she goes, wait, do you really do that? <laughs> like, you know, actually I was at the white house a couple of months ago, you know, consulting with the administration, but that's the whole point is that you connect on people on a personal brand level, and then that transcends into doing business with them. That's first because people buy from people. So yeah, you have business or business is, but you help people build that overarching umbrella of the personal brand, which lifts everything up, all the businesses underneath that. What, what, how do you do that? How do you, cause it, it's like a mindset shift, right? How do you get oh people God. to buy into that? <laughs> so let me clarify, I used to, build people's company brands. And I used to incorporate people into their business brand. And it, and it actually came through my self-branding uh, about four and a half years ago, where I discovered that there is actually a separation and that there is a tremendous amount of value in building your personal brand separate from your company brand. And, and it only happens through the pro, which I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's similar to you, right? Like I'm sure little by little you started doing things and said, wait a second, that worked really well. And I actually got way better results than, than I uh, expected. And I just did a little bit more of that. And then a little bit more of that until I understood a formula and I understand, I wrote an entire book on it actually. Let me see. 
Right. You got it. Let's see it. I know we got we yeah. got this on YouTube. So if you're if you're watching on YouTube, uh, I got the book "Cracking the Celebrity Code." Awesome. Uh, this is basically an entire book on the realization of what we're discussing in this podcast interview. How the heck I figured out that investing in my personal brand was more valuable than than anything else, and it really came down to this: if we consider what a quote unquote celebrity is in the world. Like what we know that um, uh, musicians are celebrities. We know that movie stars, uh, sports athletes, right? Uh, we understand what a celebrity is, but has anyone really questioned the definition of what a celebrity is? Uh, a celebrity is a human being that other human beings have at a higher value in their mental perception, okay? So does that person really have more value? No, because if you did not know who that person was as an athlete, as a movie star, as a musician, they would just be another regular person. What, what, what is required to make the shift in that perception is what you know about this individual. And I break it down into three categories. Number one, what you see, what you hear, and what you read about set individual. And over the course of time, you have multiple exposures to them. So you see them on the red carpet. You listen to them on the radio. You read an article in a magazine. You're getting all these different exposures of what you see, you read, and you hear of this person. And little by little, over time, your mental perception of this person starts to go up and up and up until one point in time, this person is now a celebrity in the perception of your mind. Because prior to those exposures, prior to the knowledge about this individual in the world, they were just another regular human being. So once I really started to break this down, I said, wait a second. First of all, there is no such thing as a celebrity. It's just a perception. It is always and perception. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And we all know that the old saying, perception is reality, right? We know this. But question the fact. If there really is no celebrity and it's a perception, then if you know the formula, anyone could be a quote unquote celebrity because it's just based on the perception we put out into the world. For sure. And so, it's in the circles that you're trying to project that into as well. So we're not talking like a Dwayne The Rock Johnson circle. I'm so glad that you actually made that distinction, right? Because there are certain athletes, musicians, uh, uh, actors, are celebrities within that particular niche or industry. Because if you take a professional, let's say, athlete, and you put them on a TV show, they might not necessarily be a celebrity in that space. Or uh, my, fa my favorite example is uh, you take Michael Jordan and you put him in a tutu and you put him in ballet. He ain't a celebrity. It'd be funny, <laughs> but he's not a celebrity to that <laughs> Or audience. you put a baseball uniform on him, a White Sox uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, I love people saying that one, right? And then, I'm from Chicago, <laughs> man. So, I mean. Oh, the, geez. The dude, I didn't, uh, that's yeah, right. I forgot. That's what I so, I mean, the dude is, it was God in basketball. Yeah. But then when he's after the first three P's, like, you know what? I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go play baseball on the White Sox farm team. Nobody knew who the heck he was, except it's like, why, why is he doing that? It, it, it didn't work it, it, that, that transition. And, you know, e even better. Um, I always say, you know, if you, if you took someone from a different country and you introduce them, they're not a celebrity to that person because they're not in, in their radar. So, from a business perspective, from an entrepreneurial perspective, I, I thought about how does this apply to us, right? Because in the end of the day, people who are listening are like, right, I'm not going to be Michael Jordan. I'm not going to be a celebrity. So how does this apply to me? Well, if we take that formula and we apply it to ourselves as individuals, and we focus on what people are seeing and hearing and reading about us, and we're, we're positioning on ourselves to be a trusted, credible authority in whatever space you're obviously in, in business, then you will become a celebrity in these individuals' perception. And once you have that, you have all the power. The reason why 
is because people will listen to people that they admire, people that they look up to, people that have a higher perception of credibility and trust, and they're attracted to them. There is something that I've been studying psychologically of what happens between one human being to another. And it happens to me, even though I study it and I'm aware of it, it still happens to me. And I'm going to use you as an example, Rick, uh, if that's okay with you. Sure. Okay. Lay it on me. <laughs> so, so a year ago, um, we, we were at our mastermind group that we both belong to. And you had your promo video, you went on stage, and you had just gotten your, your new Aston Martin. And you had it with the purple and the rims. And by the way, I love that car. Um, so I see you come up there and I'm like, fuck, this guy's a badass. Right? And we didn't really know each other back yeah. then. I was just, I just knew you had really good hair, a great smile like me. And I was like, this brother's from another mother, right? <laughs> uh, but I didn't know all the other stuff and that, that's connected us now in, in the present. But I'll never forget. I study and I have my entire business built around your video, everything that you did. Oh, wow. But you still got me. You still, I was still attracted. I was still like, I like this dude. Like, I got to go talk to this guy. And it was all about what I saw, what I listened to, and what I read. And, and I'm telling you now, a year later, and I'll be honest, I was a little jealous. I was like, fuck, this guy's got the new vantage, man. I, I like that car. Sure enough, a year later, I got your same car, dude. <laughs> Yours <laughs> so, is orange, right? Mine's yeah. orange, and we got to say, but I just want, I want to acknowledge that even though I'm in the business of personal branding, it still affected me. It's still created in my mental perception. I like this dude. He's successful. He's a rock star. This is the kind of guy I want to have in my circle of influence. And I was immediately attracted to you, right? And this is what I want everyone listening to understand. When you focus on investing in your personal brand, you will create this intrinsic, magical attraction to other people that are like-minded, that are within your type of, of realm, um, who, who could benefit from you. That intrinsic value, that magic special sauce that I can't really put my finger on, but I know you know what I'm talking about, that is the distinction and the power of personal branding opposed to only branding your business and your company. I love that, man. There's so much value in, in positioning yourself that way in front of your prospects, in front of your clients, you know, in front of a room like you're talking about when you're going up there, because it really, it literally, in that case you're describing, set the stage for me to walk up onto that stage and then deliver whatever message I had. So it put everyone in a in a mode that they would be ready to hear. And that's when you walk into a sales engagement, whatever it is, and you send these assets ahead of time, or even just a video like that, or whatever, and say, this is who I am. Like even this week, I'm videoing a founder's story for my cybersecurity company. And it's again, it's branding and that you know, the, the PR company is asking for all different photos of me and everything, you know, to, to humanize me in a way, because you see the Aston Martin, you see, you know, the $35,000 Hublot that I have on my wrist. And while I love these things, you know, it, it's really just because I love it, but it's also status and positioning in that realm because people look at me, it's like, oh, you know, I would love to be like that dude, or I want to be around that dude. But then that's great. But then there's a portion of the personal branding too, that has to transcend and say, I also want to work with that dude. Yeah, and that's the part that I've been working on a lot because it, you take a look at this and I remember the shift, man, just giving you some of my own personal story. When I started doing TV, when I started speaking, when I started doing all these other things, before I finally deployed these assets, it was about a year's worth of time, you know, because I started doing the TV appearances and it was more so getting my mind right to saying, is this the right thing that I'm doing, you know, for, for a personal brand? Because coming from a, a background that I did in church and everything else, it was always like humility that was shoved upon me. And it was like this mindset shift. And I think a lot of people have that. And it's more of like an insecurity as well. Like, am I really good enough? Am I really this person? And what I came to realize is like, yeah, I am. And all the personal branding is doing is taking the best parts of me and amplifying them. 
It's like a big old freaking microphone or a megaphone for my voice, and it's putting the right stuff in front of the right people so that they see me as an authority figure in my industry. You, you couldn't have said it any better. I, I might, uh, after this uh, interview, ask you to come work with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> offering personal branding services because you just nailed it. Um, so there's, there's a, few, a few things I want to highlight in what you said. And, and I want to clarify for those listening, because some people may be like, well, you know, I don't want to be driving an Aston Martin. I don't, I don't want to have a fancy watch and stuff like that. L look, do what you like is the first thing I teach. You know, I like the Aston Martin, which is why I got it, right? I like having nice suits and a penthouse apartment because it's what I enjoy regardless of what my business would be. And I also understand the psychological con connection from a human being to nice things, right? It doesn't matter how humble we are, where we come from. As human beings, we are attracted to things of high value. That's why whenever I do a presentation, I always do a favorite example. I say, you're walking through a parking lot of cars and you walk by a Honda, Toyota, you keep walking. You walk by a BMW and a Mercedes, you might take a look at it. But if you walk by a Bentley and a Ferrari, what do most people do? They stop, they look, maybe they take a picture, maybe even a selfie. Why? Because the perception of value is higher and there's nothing that we can do. It will attract our attention. It'll get our focus. It doesn't mean that you need a Ferrari and a Bentley to build your business and to make an impact but it will get more people's attention. Hence, if we get more people's attention, <laughs> we have more engagement and we have more opportunity than the next person next to us. So this isn't a right or wrong. It isn't a good or bad. I'm not preaching, go out there and do videos with Lamborghinis and stuff if that's not your thing. But I do want to acknowledge the fact that as a human being and as a society, we are attracted to things of high value and it will get our attention. And that is one piece of strategic branding is getting people's attention. Now, the other piece, which you are really, I feel you're a point in your career, like myself, where you're really diving into this piece. And that's the value identity. That's the piece that keeps people connected to you that's the piece that creates a long-term relationship, that creates raving fans, that creates people that are going to promote you to the others because of the core value that you have, not just because of all the cool, flashy stuff. The cool, flashy stuff gets their attention, gets them to look at you. But what gets them to engage is really the value. So like when you look at my Instagram, I think we're just over 200,000 at this point. And the first thing I have there is a faith-based, heart-centered, socially conscious, monetizing my mission, right? Because I'm not trying to show off. I'm not trying to do anything. These are just things that I enjoy and I know are a good marketing strategy to connect with more people. But in the end of the day, what I teach is about giving back. I, I teach about contribution. Um, I, my entire business is focused on supporting entrepreneurs and, and, and helping them get to the next level and, and teaching them to give back and be socially conscious. That's what I believe has given me my long-term success. It's not the fa fancy cars. It's that I, I care about people and that I teach this and I practice this and I, and I, and I educate others to do the same thing. That piece of this branding puzzle I believe is the most valuable, but it is one piece of the puzzle. You need to be fully balanced. So you need to have your value, you need to have your visual, and you need to have your verbal, and they need to be constantly working together simultaneously all the time. Right on, You're my man. Never off, man. You're never yeah. off. And the value on these things, because it's like, are we trying to be flashy? Maybe to the point to get somebody's attention, like you're saying. Yeah, but I'll never forget, man, because when I when I dropped weight nine years ago, not eight years ago, something like that, when I started buying, because before then I was shopping at Kohl's, I was shopping at JCPenney and wearing those clothes to work. I was looking like the typical IT guy, right? And that's just how it was. But then after that, when I'm like, shoot, I can pretty much fit into anything now. 
You know, and even though I was looking at shirts, you know, because before, I mean, you think Coles and JCPenney, I might have been spending $20, $30 on a polo, something like that. And now I'm looking at shirts that are between three and $500. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm like, why on earth would I ever spend the money on something like that? So I'm thinking about this. I'm like, you know, if I want to be perceived as a high value consultant, as a high value service that I'm providing, I need to portray myself that I also value things. But here was the mindset shift for me is that I also needed to value myself. And when I stepped into that before I thought that I could even afford it and I started buying all the clothes, you know, so now it's like Armani suits or like the, the jacket I threw off because you were wearing a t-shirt. I'm like, I'll just, I'll just go with a white t-shirt too, right? Or a custom jacket that I got from a tailor in Sacramento, California, just because I walked into a European suit store, shop, you know, this guy had clothed presidents, man. He had pictures on his wall of him with Bill Clinton, him with George H.W. Bush, him with Ronald Reagan, you know, him with uh, George W. Bush, him with Barack Obama when I got this. And he had tailored all of those guys, you know, and th that was also branding. I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about because look at him with all of these real celebrities that he has done service for. And I, you know, I step into the watches, the watches I use as milestones when I accomplish certain things in life, because it reminds me of something that I was able to get done from the work that I put in. And that's why I wear them because I look back when I have struggling months or struggling days or whatever. And it's like, well, if I did that to get this, I obviously value myself enough to get through this next struggle. And when yep. Pete, you walk into an engagement sales or, or whatever, or even like a relationship type scenario, and you portray that you value yourself, not in an arrogant way, but saying, I think enough of myself to where I know that I'm going to bring the best of me every single day to what I'm offering to you. That's when people respond. Well, ev everything you said is, is, is kind of what the same process that I've gone through uh, in self-discovery, right? Because there really isn't anyone that I've met in the world that's teaching this, right? This is a very personal journey experience that I believe some select entrepreneurs have the blessing to go through. And, and which is why when people attend our programs and they come through our workshops, the concepts that we're sharing very few people in, in the world actually understand them, first of all. Second of all, that actually can teach them to someone else so that they can implement it in their business, I haven't seen anywhere. So I'm just listening to what you share, and it's been exactly like my journey. The one thing I want to clarify is this. The reason someone that's an entrepreneur, that has a mission, that has a, a purpose-driven business, which is what I like to call it, right? You impact people's lives and you're making a difference oh, for yeah. good in the world. Yep. The reason you would invest in your personal brand and basically putting the spotlight on yourself is not for you. you and I really want everyone listening to understand this. The reason you put the spotlight on yourself is not for you. It's not for ego. It's the opposite. You will put the spotlight on yourself because you understand that you have a big mission to do. And if you don't put the spotlight on yourself, then you're actually doing a disservice because you are limiting the amount of people that can meet you, know who you are, connect with you, and, and be able to, to hear what it, the message that you have to share in the world in the impact that you're here to make. So it's actually the reverse of what we've been taught, right? The humility and, and we don't show off and you don't want to do that. It's the reverse because if you don't get yourself out there and you don't put yourself out, which is the most uncomfortable thing to do, especially in the beginning. <laughs> right at the right? beginning, I mean, man, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't want people to judge me. Yeah. I don't have banners of me everywhere. What the heck is this? But it's, I all, I, I like, I like what I told myself and now I teach others is, Consider a movie. If a movie is being produced and is going to launch, and you're the main character, the main actor of the celebrity of the movie, right? The movie of your life, your business, 
then what do we need to do with that celebrity? We need to do billboards. We need to do posters. We need to do marketing. We need to put you out. Why? Because if we don't put the celebrity out into the world, nobody's going to come and buy the movie. And the movie is your business. So consider if you do not put yourself out there like the celebrity, you don't put the, the, the big red carpet and the flashing signs, then no one's going to know about the movie. They're not going to show up and you can't impact the world. That is a mindset shift that most entrepreneurs need to have before they can ever consider investing in their personal brand. Because trust me, it, it feels like the complete opposite of everything that your gut tells you to do. But as you do it, you start to realize, holy moly, that made an incredible difference. That like, like I had no idea that my, my poster and my banner had people now taking pictures with me, posting it on their social media, and now they're sharing my book and they're sharing my message. And I'm getting people from other sides of the world signing up for my program just because I had all this personal branding available for these people to, to engage with. What, who'd have thought? <laughs> I love that, man. And you talk about the movies too, because I just had the premiere of mine at the mastermind group that we're both a part of. And yep. going back to the humility side of it, because you know everybody wanted to take my picture on the red carpet. And here's like the, the inside scoop for everybody that's listening and watching, is that that premiere, that wasn't anything that was put on by the group that we're a part of. That wasn't like a major production studio that came in and said, we're going to throw this big premiere for you. It was no, it was me. <laughs> it was me that foot the bill for the whole stinking thing as part of it being executive producer. You know, just that one night was like $10,000, man, yep. for, for all the food, you know, for, for the videographer, the photographer, everything with that, the drinks, you know, it was fantastic. But then afterwards... Man, because it, it's great because you've got the red carpet. Everybody wants to take a photo with you. It's great. And you're in this moment of this amazing high that can make it look like you're arrogant and have no humility whatsoever. But then this is the part that I know is never going to change with me. When I get into the room and I see everybody watching the film and it was, uh, it was Julio who comes up to me and says, dude, he's like, even during the sessions, during the, the seminar, right? The seminar portion of it, he goes, take a look around everybody's eyes are glued to the screen. Nobody's on their phones. Nobody's yeah. talking with each other. He goes, we can't even do this during the actual business part of what we do. And in that moment, I'm sitting there and it's like, my God. Yeah, and the, just this incredible wave of humility and humbleness comes over me. And it's like, this is the reason that I do everything that I do. This is the reason why I had the red carpet. This is the reason why I literally almost like brought my own spotlight to shine on myself that night so that all the lives in that room could be touched. And from there, Correct. they can go talk about it to other people and they can maybe start this new movement. And in that moment of just sitting back and recognizing exactly the magic of what happened, and I'll call it magic, but it's magic that I created, right? And just yeah. realizing, oh my gosh, this is absolutely incredible. And now it pushes me to do even more for more people because I literally brought my own spotlight to the party. Now I see the impact it has on the lives of everybody, not just today, but for years to come. Well, that, that's an example of being strategic and intentional. But you can't be strategic and intentional if you don't have the baseline knowledge and understanding of what is actually occurring. It's like when I saw the movie, The Secret back in 2006, I didn't know what the heck the law of attraction was yeah, back in yeah. 2006. But when I watched the movie, I was like, what the heck? This is what I've been doing all my life. This guy, these people just clarified to me and put into language what I've been doing as a young you know, entrepreneur. And now that I understand what it is that I'm doing, I can be intentional and I can do it more often. Personal branding is the exact same thing. Once you discover the, the mindset of what is a real personal brand and how you leverage it, then you can be strategic and intentional on how you use it. 
And how you use it is so you can make more of an impact in the world. That's the bottom line. The reason we need the red carpet, the reason we need the photos, the reason we need the video, the reason we need all of that is because that's the content that's going to get to more people so that we can get them to actually listen to the message we have, which is going to make an impact in their lives and give a ripple effect into the world. That's why we need to be strategic and intentional. I love how excited you get, man. And look, there's nothing wrong if you don't do this for yourself and for your brand. The only difference is this. You're not going to impact as many people as you could. That's, that's the bottom line. So if there's anything to think about, it's how, how much of an impact do I want to make in this world? And the more committed you are to that, then the more committed you are into constantly investing in your personal brand. Because people connect with people. The reason they connect with people is because we're human beings. Emphasis on the being. We have heart. We have energy, right? We can feel each other, even through, through this. Whether you're just listening or you're watching both of us, you can feel how passionate we are about this. You can feel what we want to do for others in the world. And when you can feel that from other people, that's when we create that connection and that community. And, and this world, us human beings, we're meant to do life with others. We're not meant to do life alone. And I believe through the power of personal branding, you're able to bring more people together. You're able to create more community, which therefore you help the planet because when we're in community and we're together, we feel better and we're happier. And therefore we have a more successful life. That's what I truly believe. Right on, my man. Let's get applicable for a sec, if that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's the very first step? Because we've talked a lot about mindset because it is a big shift. You know, and I'm sure that's probably, if I were to be so bold and maybe even put some words in your mouth, that's probably the biggest hurdle you almost have to overcome, isn't it? With, with the education as far as what personal brand is and why you need it and why you need to yeah. do it right now. Because it is a mindset shift, for sure. I remember going through that process, man. We've talked a lot about that. But... What what would you recommend for those that are listening that is like the first step, you know, to say that this is where I need to go, you know, and obviously we're, we're going to have everyone connect with you too, which is, which is awesome. But let's say they're just exploring this for the first time, right? Because it's, it's hard to, you know, my first step in saying on valuing yourself is buy something expensive. You don't have to go out and buy 10 new suits or anything like that today. Like this would be in order to show that you value yourself in order to bring value to other people. I said, I bought a shirt. So buy one thing, you know, if it's your clothing or whatever it is, you don't have to go out and spend 10 K on a brand new wardrobe, you know, and buy five new suits or whatever, just buy one thing. That's it. And see how you feel when you put that thing on and wear it into a sales engagement and see how people respond to you. Because now you show that you value yourself. You're going to have more confidence. You're going to close more deals, period. You know, that's just valuing yourself like we talked about. So branding-wise, just dabbling in that a little bit, what's like the first step for somebody to, to go into that world? So if, if you already feel that this is kind of something that would be a benefit to you or people have been telling you that you know you should invest in your personal brand or you should build yourself up. So this is this is a, a recurring theme that's been arising for you. The first thing I'm going to suggest um, that you do is read my book, Cracking the Celebrity Code, because I will break down not only the mindset, but the the, the benefits for you as a business owner, opposed to not investing in your personal brand. So number one, because there is no other place that I found, which is why I had to write the book, for people to really make an educated decision. Is this right for me or not? So that would be my first step. Second, um, we actually have an event called Celebritize Your Brand in Two Days. And I take two full days to break down all the elements required to not only build a personal brand, but promote and release your personal brand into the world. And what I'll do is I'll cover some of the, bit, the main concepts of what we teach in that course so that you get an idea of what you want to focus on. And when it comes to building a personal brand, like I mentioned earlier, there's three areas we want to cover. We want to cover your visual identity, what everything looks like, your verbal identity, which is the messaging you deliver, and the value identity, 
which is what you stand for in the world. Each one of these different identities has several components that will allow you to start putting together what your personal brand is. When you have the visual, the verbal, and the value put together, we need to get it out into the world. And this is probably the most difficult part. It's like having the Ferrari parked in the garage, right? Like if people don't see it, it's not going to make a difference. So we need to what I call brand launch you into the world. The number one way to do that is through social media. There is nothing on the planet more powerful at the moment than social media. Now, there's several different platforms that fall under social media. So I want to be clear on the main platforms that anyone who wants to even try to have a personal brand needs to be on to, to be relevant. Number Parler. one would be Instagram. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to jump out there. I know you said Instagram. I talked over you just to make a joke. I said parlor. There you go. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so Instagram is number one because it actually You're on a roll is. and I killed it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're just, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I love you. Go for um, it. Instagram, so the number one. <laughs> for, those, <laughs> for those of you listening right now, uh, Instagram is the number one social media on the planet. That's why Facebook bought it, because they knew if they didn't own it, they were going to lose their huge market share. And obviously, Facebook's like the, the, the giant, right? So uh, Instagram would be number one. Facebook would be number two, just because Facebook pretty much rules the world at this point when it comes to social media. And LinkedIn would be number three as the most business-relevant social media uh, available. Now, there is YouTube, and there's uh, um, Twitter, and there's Snapchat, and there's TikTok, and there's all these other things. But when it really comes down to the minimum social media presence required for you to be like existent in the world, it's Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And you need to have the visual, the verbal, and the value identity visible, apparent, and across all three of those media's minimum. Obviously, I encourage to have more, but that would be the starting point. Then at that moment, once you have that out there, then you're going to be doing what I call exposure uh, strategies. This being one of them, being on someone's podcast is a way to get more exposure. Having your own podcast is a way to get more exposure. Writing a book, uh, having an ebook, um, creating some type of course having a, a landing page, a funnel. Um, there's these several different types of medias for you to start getting exposure, which will always end up landing right back to your social media, which has your brand presence of your visual, your verbal, and your value. And it's all connected. So once you start here and you end up being out here, it always comes, it's like a, it's like a slinky, what do you call it, a slinky? It, it, you, you start expanding, 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 but it's always going to come right back to where you started. It always comes back to your personal brand. Even social media can show what you value too, you know, the, oh. the interaction. So, I mean, the, the strategy behind and it comes back to you saying that it's intentional. You know, even one of my questions here was, you know, about social media and uh, the power of social media for entrepreneurs, but it's really the power of social media for anybody these days too. Anybody, you know, and the, the, I mean, we're talking a lot on the entrepreneurial side with personal brand, but now even businesses will go and creep potential employees, social media, just to see what they're 100%. really, really like, you know, so huh. that image that you put out to the world and my kids, man, they're 13 and they just got on Instagram and I forced them to go completely public, not private. Cause I'm like, everybody's going to find you and see exactly what you're doing and exactly who you are. Regardless, there is no anonymity. So why not use this as a tool, especially for entrepreneurs, like we're talking about right now to, to expose in a good way, exactly who you are and exactly what your intentions are for your clients and your prospects. That's actually a really, really important point that you make. And I want to highlight that for everyone listening. If you have social media accounts and you in your mind think, well, I only want to use Facebook for personal purposes. Let me explain something to you. Social media is 
social for a reason, okay? There is no using your Facebook for personal reasons when the rest of the world can actually find your Facebook page. So anyone who thinks that you're going to choose how to use your social media, I need you to understand it's not up to you. That's the most beautiful part about social media is that the whole world has access because of it so that they can find you and they can research you and they can look into you for whatever purpose that they have. So yes, you want to be intentional. You want to be strategic. Do not put anything on your social media that you wouldn't share with grandma. <laughs> Don't put get turned in your bio, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So be very, very strategic and intentional Whatever goes on social media, you'd be happy to show grandma. That's the rule for me. And I'll also say this. Don't just use social media for in the sense of business. Like, Don't only post business stuff. Put some personal stuff. Put your church. Put your family. Because I do believe that as human beings, we connect with each other. So we're not only wanting to know, look at this super rock star business person. We do want to know what this person does in the world, how they make a difference. And that sometimes is actually even more valuable than all the business stuff. So, so make it a point to put in things with the family, things with, with the church and things that you're doing in the world, because it allows you to connect with your audience even better. In my opinion, they see really a lot who you are too. And Instagram, I've, I was, I don't know where I heard this, man, but I've been trying to follow this too, because you're saying Instagram is the number one platform. It's almost like, cause they're like, oh, you know, you're like social media fake or whatever it is. I've heard that before too, because they, you only see like the highlights, the best part of your life and, and whatever it is, you know, but to your point, man, what you're saying is be completely real as possible. And in Instagram, and I've been trying to do this a lot. If you look at my, my feed, right. Or my grid and you'll see like the movie so to speak. I'm talking like the movie of my life, the movie of my business, right? The things that look really, really amazing. But then I use my story a lot to capture a lot of the reality. So the way it was explained to me, and I grab I don't even remember who it was, but I grabbed onto this like a year ago. It's like your grid or your, your feed is your movie. And then your story is the behind the scenes. And that's where people go because the story feature, if you're not using that, is just insane. Like today, I just did a cybersecurity tip because obviously I'm in cybersecurity. The other day, I did a story of, this was Sunday, baking with my daughter. You know, just showing people what a, what a Sunday's like. You know, and we're baking a s'mores cake with everybody. And then she's on it too. And it was just amazing to give people that kind of access to really who I am rather than just showing them the movie. But people love that. They love the behind the scenes stuff. And the story's an awesome place for that too. You are so on it, Rick. Just let me let me validate to Ting that you are you you, you could be teaching this. I, I'll I'm just gonna take the the, the night off and we're just gonna let you talk <laughs> no, about it. Okay, dude, you're bringing so many value bombs, man. It's it's fantastic. Dude, I love the ping pong that we got going. So let so let me share what what I've understood because there is a strategy, right? We want to be most effective in everything we do. We don't just want to haphazardly use the law of attraction just because we want to intentionally uh, be most effective with it. So when it comes to an Instagram strategy, you're absolutely correct. Your, your page, it's called your grid, which everyone sees the little boxes. That is kind of like, you call it the movie, I call it your portfolio. This is the best of the best of everything that is you. If it doesn't make you look like a rock star, remove it off the grid. If it doesn't give benefit, if it doesn't give value, if it doesn't up-level your brand positioning, get rid of it off the grid, okay? And this is very, very valuable information for everybody listening because there is a very short amount of time that people will take to scroll through your grid. So if it isn't rock star, rock star, rock star, the best of the best of the best, you're going to lose their attention in a few seconds and they're off looking at someone else who's got more engaging content. Is this making sense? Right on. I'm with you. So now the story, like you said, is where you post everything. Everything about your life goes in the story. Why? Because it's only for 24 hours and it's gone. The story is what keeps you connected to your audience. And the more stories you do, 
the better. The more they see you, the better. The more exposure, the better, because they will start feeling like they know you. And if they feel like they know you, they start building a relationship. That's why movie stars, uh, um, uh, musicians, sports athletes have raving fans, people that love them, that go crazy for them, that'll stand in line and scream to see them and maybe touch them if they could, right? They've never met that person in their entire life. But somehow they have this affinity towards this other human being. Why? Because they feel like they know them because of what they see, what they hear, and they read multiple times over a consistent period of time. This is the same thing. You want your um, stories to be the consistent relationship building exposure that you want the world to have with you. They want to feel like they're part of your life. Oh, okay, yeah, he did. He made muffins with his daughter today. Awesome. I love him. He's such a sweet dad. That's <laughs> connection they have yeah. with you. Has nothing to do with cybersecurity, but they love you. If they love you and they have a problem with cybersecurity, who are they going to go to? They're going to go to you. The muffin baker. The muffin baking the muffin dad. Baker, you got you it. Got it. <laughs> 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 no, the, that's the connection piece. You're dead on, man. And here's, um, we've talked about social media, right? And we talked about story. And, and you know, to, today's day of COVID or post-COVID, whatever the heck you want to call it, because you know, it's, uh, I lose track. Are we still in yeah. it? Are we out of it? You know, are we going back in whatever? But you know, is this the best way to engage with your clients? You know, is consistently on social media. What would you say? I'm not talking about prospects, but I'm talking about the those that are already doing business with you. You know, because they've already bought into your personal brand. You know, how do you stay engaged with them so they don't go anywhere? That's actually so such a great uh, question. Um, one of the things that I make it a point to do whenever I have an event, whenever I have my audience's attention, I intentionally create some type of prize, gift, reward, uh, a contest. And then what I do is to enter into my contest, I have them follow and connect with me on all my social medias. Okay. This is a very, I've been doing this for almost two and a half years. It's very strategic, but it really works. So let's say for example, right now I have, you know, 30, 40, 50 of my clients because we're doing some type of training. I'm going to say, how many of you guys would like to win a ticket to my blank event? It's a you know, $200 value, whatever it is. Everybody, okay. Everybody pull out your cell phones. And then when I have them go to my 360 site, rayperez360.com. And on the 360 site, it has my Facebook, my Instagram, my LinkedIn. And what I'll do is I'll have everyone go to each social media, make sure that we're connected or that you're following me. And then I'm going to pick a winner from each one of the social medias. So I've created something to get incentivize them, but I'm doing it because I know that if I connect them to all my social medias, the chances of me being in front of them go up tenfold. Now, once I have them connected to me everywhere, then if they're internal paying clients, then we create a community. We'll create a group and we'll put them inside that group so that we can stay connected to those paying customers individually. Sometimes there's different groups depending if they're on a different level or in a different service. So we have our My360 site community, and then we have our branding community for the clients that have done their branding packages with us. But we keep them in that community so that we can reach out to them. We actually are able to send them direct messages, which a lot of times it's easier to send them a direct message through Facebook than to send them an email that they're probably not even going to see. And even if they do see it, they might not even open it. But the Facebook message, the chances of an opening are a lot higher. And then the last thing that mm -hmm. I personally do, which I think is very valuable, is I have text groups. So if I'm ever going to try to communicate and stay in front of my, my audience, I'll send them an email, I'll send them a social media message, and I'll send them a direct text message with a link to my email. 
that those are the three things that I do to stay in contact with my my community. That's awesome, man. That's so important now too, because I, I know even this past year in, in my cybersecurity firm, we've been shopped because everybody's trying to cut expenses and everything else. And I don't blame anybody. Nobody's gone anywhere because they start to realize the value that that you bring. Even they they already know, but then they're just looking at the financial side, and then they start to ask, well, how is Rick, or how is his team connecting with me on a daily basis, a weekly basis? And that's where their mind goes. And as soon as they see that front and foremost, they don't go anywhere. You know, and we're a premium service too, and we charge more than most people because we're better than, than most. But then they start to realize that and that we stay connected. And that's what puts us above the top. Well, I'm glad you, you, you identified that because for those of you listening, what's going to separate you from your competition and throw price out the window is who you are, meaning a person of value instead of just a company of service and your relationship with your community. That's what's going to separate it. If your customer does not perceive you of high value and not feel some type of connection and relationship, then a better price makes it easy to get rid of you. And, and this is something that I don't think a lot enough people think about because it's like something that can happen in the future and they're only interested in what's happening today. But I'm always thinking about what if my customer wants to fire me? What do I need to do so my customer doesn't want to fire me? I'm always thinking that way. And here's what it comes down to. If you have a gardener that's charging you $20 to cut, uh, $25 to cut the lawn and another gardener uh, shows up and charges you $5 less, you might just get rid of them. But if this gardener every, every Christmas brought you cookies and you knew their family, you probably wouldn't get rid of them for, 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 for five or 10 bucks. And that's the one thing that as human beings is the most important part of business. And that's the relationship you have with your customers. If you focus on having a better quality relationship, like people actually like, know, and trust you. And it's not just the service they're paying for. It makes it so much more difficult for them to leave you just because someone has a better price. And not enough entrepreneurs focus on that element because it's intrinsic. There is no way to be like, hey, because they like you, Rick, now you didn't lose a customer doing COVID. Like there's no way to justify that, but it's a real thing that will keep your customers because of it. Right on. Going into 2021, this really is the best thing that any entrepreneur can do, in my opinion, is to invest in their personal brand. And Ray, Ray it's Ray Perez 360 on Instagram, right? Yep. Or Ray Perez 360.com. To connect with well, you, yeah. RayPerez360.com will get them to everything, but yes, on Instagram it's RayPerez360. Awesome, I love Instagram. It's the number one. Yeah, <laughs> dude, thank you for being on. We've gone 50 minutes. Can you believe that? That's freaking fantastic. Wow, I love. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. So, man, I I don't know where to go from here except to just say you're awesome. Period. Thank That's you, it. brother. And I appreciate well, you being I, on. I man. appreciate you, man. And and I, I want to get you down to Miami to do our VIP branding experience because um, you're 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 like. I want to show you off more. Like I, I <laughs> cool, love man. you, dude. Like, you, you rock. I'm in. Let's make it happen the next month or two. Is that cool? <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Thank Sweet. you so much for inviting me to be on the show. I truly appreciate it, my awesome, friend. Awesome, man. What's shaking? Thank you for joining me on the All In Podcast. Click the subscribe button and smash that bell for notifications. Text me, 312-535-8520. Follow me on social media, at Mr. Rick Jordan. See you next episode. I am Rick Jordan and I approve this message.